What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Ted Jones World Podcast. We have a very special guest today, guys, all the way from the UK, Giuseppe Federici. What's up, man? How's it going? I got it? You got it right. Perfect. Well done. I'm I'm very well. Thank you. How are you? Let's go, man. I am terrific. So Giuseppe, man, um, is super involved in the plant-based news Instagram. Honestly, one of my favorite Instagram accounts, bro. I really appreciate you coming on here, especially all the way from the UK. How's it going, man, today? What'd you eat today, I guess? Let's talk based on that. Yeah, awesome. So today I had, um, well, thank you for the epic introduction, by the way. Um, so I had for breakfast, I had a um, lazy oat bowl, which is basically just oats soaked with some plant milk. Uh, and then I leave it in the fridge for about half an hour with some like, protein powder. Got to get the protein in. Um, and then start with some chia seeds. And then I have that after the gym, basically. And that's my breakfast. And then lunch, I had a massive salad with um, some tofu and bits and bobs. And then I've saved myself since then because this evening I'm heading to Nando's. Have you heard of Nando's in the, in the States? I have heard of Nando's being in like a couple of states in, um, in the United States here, but I've never actually been to it. When, yeah, so explain it a little bit. Yeah, it's like it's a massive chicken place, but I'm heading there tonight with some of my vegan friends because they have a cool vegan option. So, um, yeah, that should be good. So, Giuseppe, when did you actually become vegan? So it's been about um, almost six years now. So I um, originally went vegan around uh, 2015, 2016. And um, it started actually, it started a year before that because um, my dad was basically ill and that started my like research into being healthy. So um, my dad was diagnosed with stage four colon cancer, which is quite bad. It's like stage four is one of the worst ones. Um, It was 2014 and he, um, he basically had to have chemotherapy and operations. Um, he actually refused chemotherapy just because, like, after a few sessions just because he couldn't handle it. Um, and coming from a Mediterranean background, we've always been quite healthy, but um, the, 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 obviously processed meat is, is highly likely. It, it increases your risk of, of colon cancer quite highly. Uh, and we did have a lot of that in our like, Mediterranean sort of diet with like salami and bacon and things like that. Um, so that definitely increased like the likelihood of it. And so my dad was diagnosed with stage four colon cancer. Um, and then he was basically ill for a year, had an operation. And luckily he managed to overcome it, whether it was because of changes in his lifestyle or, or whatnot. But he overcame the, the, the illness. And that really sparked my interest into researching more about why disease is a cause. And like, because I thought we were a healthy family, yet he's got this like really, really bad cancer. Um, so I started research and I came across a book called How Not to Die, which I'm sure you might have heard of by Dr. Michael Greger. Yeah. Awesome doctor. That's, like, that's that, yeah. such a funny title too, but like really the book really does make sense like that. I know, right. And I actually met him a few years ago now. It's like, so, I was, so, I was an awe, a proper fangirl because he's it, it just an awesome guy. But oh. um, yeah, so my, I, I read this book and I started to like, basically I remember just reading chapters out of it to my family and to my dad, obviously. Uh, I managed to basically get my dad off bacon and fully plant-based um, which definitely helped in his recovery. And then fast forward like six years and my whole family is plant-based. My dad's uh, made his full recovery in his cancer and he's never felt better. Um, so yeah, that's basically the, for the, all for the health reasons is what sparked my plant-based journey. But then since going vegan after the first year of making loads of vegan friends and hanging out with all the activists, I, I discovered the reasons were not just for health, but like so many reasons like environmental ethical obviously what happens to animals and then now a new reason which is preventing world pandemics which is obviously a a crazy reason as well so would you say that like i mean not to be dramatic but like it really did save your father's life switching to like eating plant-based right 
Oh yeah, absolutely. He he says that um, 100%. And now it's great because he's like a little vegan activist as well and tries to convert all of his friends, uh, which is awesome. So Giuseppe, looking at your Instagram page, man, it really looks like you have a full handle on how to make good vegan foods. Would you have anything that somebody can just like start off as a vegan? You know, like I remember two years ago when I became vegan, it was like very basic for me. Like I had jaw surgery, so I couldn't really go back into eating chicken and like eating things that I was eating every day. You know, like I was a chicken and cheese guy every single day, chicken for lunch, and then maybe some sort of cheese like at any point during the day. And then like I became like a very basic vegan in terms of like, eating oats and then eating tofu, chickpeas and beans. But like, it was really around like the three to six month mark when like, I finally discovered seitan, like the fake kind of meats and stuff like that. So what would you recommend somebody do in terms of like starting their vegan journey? Awesome. Yeah, that's a good question. I always say to people um, that want to like get involved in the journey is to make simple swaps. So make substitutes, whether it's um, with your butter or your milk or um, your cheese, or even your meat in like your spaghetti bolognese, just try a plant-based mince, or even like swap it for lentils. Uh, I think that's the easiest way to go, making simple swaps, um, and then make habits, and then eventually you probably realize you're having a few vegan meals a week, and then um, it's really easy that way. Because if I feel like if you dig in it, like dig too deep and too quickly, then it, you can probably be overwhelmed and it's, it's too difficult. Um, for me, it was a very natural process. I never, I never really decided, okay, I'm going to be vegan in like X amount of time. It kind of just slowly happened. Like I started to quit dairy um, quite a long time actually before I was fully vegan. And then um, I didn't really like go through vegetarianism or anything like that. It just sort of happened. And then I just realized one day, oh, oh shit, I'm vegan. It's like, <laughs> um, it is what it is. So yeah. So you, it sounds like, started from like a health perspective and then, you know, you got all these benefits after that. Um, you talk a little bit about intermittent fasting in terms of like, you know, when I was checking out your Instagram page. Do you think that like the idea and mindset of becoming more healthy started when you just became fully vegan? You were like, all right, well, I'm on this health kick. I feel amazing. My dad is be- better in terms of health. Like maybe there's something to this eating process that really helps your health. Um, no, yeah, another good question, but it's, I actually was into health um, quite a long time before um, adopting a plant-based diet and getting into it. Um, I was quite a chubby kid in high school, like quite fat. And then, and then after the end of um, like high school is when I started to like lose a bit of weight and get into sports and get into be a little bit more fit and healthy. And ever since then is when I discovered it. Um, and then I started, I discovered intermittent fasting actually about maybe three or four years before I discovered veganism and I've, I pretty much do it to this day still. Uh, in in one form or another um it doesn't work for everyone but it's definitely helped me just to have a better relationship with food and not um pig out on like junk and it just suits me a lot better with my workouts i like to work out in the morning on an empty stomach uh, and i can have a great workout and then i um can like refuel my body afterwards with tons of like nutrient dense foods and fruits and vegetables so that's the that's the the way that works best for me at the moment so, um, you know, and I keep mentioning your Instagram page, man, but like these recipes that you're making look insane. I, kn- I know I asked you before, I was like, are you a chef, man? And you were like, you said no modestly. But some of these things that you're putting together just look like a five-star dessert meal that like you have your basic like Nutella and all these like animal products. They're, that's what it like looked like it would potentially be. How did you get together in terms of like putting all these delicious ingredients together and being like, oh, by the way, this is vegan and like no harm to animals were done during this particular time? 
Well, yeah. Well, thank you for the kind words. I really yes, dude, it's um, amazing. <laughs> so, but basically, I started the page um, at university, like in my like second year, as I was um, just like as I fully went vegan, and I basically just started it. Uh, it was originally called High Protein Vegan, which is a bit of a crappy name, but I just thought, <laughs> okay, what do I want to? I want to spread awareness about vegan food, and people think it has no protein. And I obviously go to the gym, so I called it High Protein Vegan, and basically just started taking pictures. Uh, which were quite bad. If I look back today, they were terrible um, lighting and they looked terrible, but they were healthy and they were high in protein. Um, and that was my goal. I wanted to just take pictures of the food that I ate to show people um, what I eat when people say to me, oh, but where do you get your protein from? So I used to just say, look at this Instagram page. This is the meals I eat. And then since then, I discovered um, like a love and a passion for, for sharing food and um, basically growing a community online. Um, and then since then, it's, it's, it's grown exponentially. Obviously, we can talk a bit about um, plant-based news uh, a little bit later, but it's from that and from growing the community, I've even got a group of um, friends called the Plant Boys, which we can also talk about later as well. Um, and it's just the community, the community aspect from it has been amazing. Um, but with regards to the food, yeah, I just uh, obviously coming from an Italian background, I've always loved food and um, the culture and always like, loved um, home cooking, healthy, uh, whole foods. So I'd say that's the initial like, motivation that sparked it. And then ever since then, I've just tried to perfect it and took inspiration from various Instagram pages and as well, my Italian heritage. I tried to veganize a lot of Italian dishes. I recently made a tiramisu, which is coming out this week, which was absolutely amazing and so easy to make. So definitely stay tuned for that. So are you going to put together a cooking book or something like this? And also the second part of this question, do you find that like being in the UK, your vegan options aren't so limited? Because like, I'd say probably when I started being vegan, like two years ago, it was right around the time you started to see vegan restaurants popping up in New York City, like a veggie grill, one of my more favorite restaurants, like a red bamboo. It seems like there are more places each month, but do you find it easy being in the UK and being a vegan? Cool. Yeah. So uh, to answer the first bit, cookbook. Uh, so that's definitely on the cards at some point. It's always been on the back of my head. always wanted to do it. Um, I'm super busy with work at the moment and the moment I'm just, I'm just trying to put out more and more content and raise awareness and grow my brand. Um, but definitely something I would consider in the future because um, it obviously reaches more, more people. So it's a great way and it's like a nice gift or it's a nice um, thing like that. Uh, and then to answer your other question about the UK, yeah, definitely the UK is incredible. Like um, I won't lie to you, it is definitely one of the best countries in the world for veganism. It's just so far ahead of all the others from all the research I've done and people I've spoken to. Um, I don't really know why. I guess uh, it's just because it's such a multicultural country and there's so many um, hubs of business in the in the UK. But uh, yeah, there's just so many restaurants, even like the, the crappy cities, like one of the small cities I live in, my hometown, um, which is in Staffordshire in the middle of Manchester and Birmingham. It's quite a small city, but even there's not really any vegan restaurants, but there's every single pub or restaurant has pretty much a vegan menu, which is wow. just crazy. And then if you go to the bigger cities like Manchester, Birmingham and London, there's like a vegan restaurant on every corner, which is, is awesome. Um, and then yeah, also I went to you New guys, York. oh, sorry, go ahead, man, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, I went to New York um, after, maybe after a year of first being vegan and I did, I did, there were, there were great stuff, a um, few good restaurants, um, but it's definitely nothing compared to uh, the UK for sure. Yeah, and Giuseppe, the next time you come to New York City, you got to come to a Ted Jones comedy show. Guys, the last show Absolutely. that we had on Thursday, we're posting this on Monday. I'm sure it was amazing. Thank you guys so much for coming to the Ted Jones comedy show. Next one will be soon. Stay tuned in my bio. But 
the UK being five hours ahead of New York, maybe that, that you guys have like some sort of like future telling on like what's really good with the world. I can't wait until we have full vegan options here in New York City because like you'll go to like an Italian steak or not an Italian steak restaurant. You'll just go to a place that like only serves steak and then you'll ask them, do you guys have any vegan options? And it's like, come on, sweetheart, it's a steakhouse. You know, like you'll get that kind of vibe in New York. Just yeah, like, like, that's what I get when I go to Italy and go to my <laughs> yeah. like Italian grandparents. They're just like, do you want some parmesan on this pasta? I'm like, yeah, no, literally. Not. Or they put it, it on right without you asking. They're like, how much? You're yeah. like, I actually didn't want any of it. So let's talk a little bit about uh, plant-based news and how you got involved with this. I mean, I would just say Instagram page, but like, it's a full brand now. You guys with like yeah, yeah. million followers. So plant-based news is uh, just for any listeners that are not aware. It's, it's basically one of the world's largest vegan media and news. Uh, education and also like health entertainment platforms it's like a hybrid of everything um but it was it's a really interesting story how it started so it started with um the two founders robbie and kyle scott together um with a youtube channel and a website just as a side hustle like aside from their full-time jobs um just raising awareness creating fun videos and just reporting on any vegan news and then um out of the blue a um saudi arabian prince called prince Khaled. He reached out to them and said, I love what you're doing. They thought it was like a prank at first, but he was yeah. basically like, I love what you're doing. I want to I wanna support you guys. I want to invest in you guys. Wow. Um, let's talk. And they, they basically prepared a presentation like overnight with no sleep, delivered it the next morning. And then he invested in like $300,000, which was helped them to quit their jobs and grow it to where it is today. And then I joined around a year or so after that. So I've been with the company for almost four years now. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, it's grown exponentially and it's going to grow. It's pretty much doubled in the last year and it's going to double in the next year, which or that's, even bigger probably. That's amazing, man. You really got in on the ground level for sure. So like, um, like based on a lot of those posts, just from plant-based news, I get a lot of information, you know, like it's crazy to see in the UK now, like they're having, uh, some ads that are like against, you know, killing animals, slaughterhouses, even using cow's milk. Do you have any sort of idea when like plant-based news, like Europe and UK is going to kind of shift over to the United States? Cause there's really not that big of like a vegan hub in terms of like where we can link on to, Oh, like this is like a vegan page or a vegan place that like vegans can unite. You know, I don't want to sound yeah. cool saying that, but like there are a lot of us and we're growing, you know, people will say, especially when I or when people ask me they're like well like how did you give up cheese like there's a lot of substitutes and there's just a lot of things that people don't know but I feel like being in the UK you guys have an advantage like you guys are ahead of the curve it feels like yeah 100% I mean obviously to have a, a sustainable plant-based diet you, you it is nice to have the junk foods and all those alternatives but um, they are definitely aren't necessary but I think they are vital to to like fast forward the movement and to make it accessible for even more people um and then just to mention about your like the u.s point so it's interesting because like you said we have we actually in total we have around 2.5 million followers and over 60 percent of our followers are actually in the u.s oh, so yeah. even though our, our whole small team is based in the uk our like, overwhelming majority of our audience is in the u.s so we've always wanted to like uh, focus more of our content on the u.s and hopefully like work out there for a little bit so um yeah stay tuned do you feel like the vegan movement in the united states has been silenced just because like we're such big producers of like factory farms and stuff like that 
Yeah, absolutely. I think um, obviously just due to the overwhelming population, like the population of the US is so huge and the, um, the, that's why it's a lot more difficult for vegan companies to first of all start up and then grow because there's just so much area to cover. Uh, whereas in the UK, it's obviously a lot smaller. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a difficult one. But I think as, as the, the vegan population grows and the vegan movement grows, um, all these chains will catch on. Like obviously, there's, there's Burger King, there's um, KFC. They all have vegan options. And hopefully, as more and more of them have more vegan options, it will grow. Um, but one thing that is a real issue that I know a lot of in the US is like food deserts. Um, I don't what know do if mean, you're aware of that. So like in a lot of states in the US, I've, I've heard it's just it's, there's populations where it's just so difficult to get access to healthy fruits and fruit and vegetables like accessible because the, the cheapest and easily accessible foods are just junk food. Um, and so these families are just stuck in the, such unhealthy uh, lifestyles. And that's one of, I think that's one of the reasons as well why it's just, um, such a barrier for a lot of people that want to eat healthier in the US. Do you have an idea or a timeline when you think people are really going to stop eating meat? I know it's, I know it's like question. a big question, but what do you think? I think, I don't, to be honest, I don't think in our lifetime we will ever fully give up meat. However, I do think within the next, from, what I've all, from all the news I'm surrounded by and all the science I'm aware of, in the next 10 years, um, most meat will be either lab-grown or plant-based. Uh, same with fish and same with dairy. So the, um, there's a recent, I f- forgot his name, but the CEO of some giant um, investment company has basically said that his predictions, and a lot of scientists agree with this, that dairy dairy industry will be fully eradicated within the next 10 years just because of the, the way it's declining and the alternatives available currently. And then um, meat and fish will be 50% plant-based and 50% lab-grown. Um, which is, and it's definitely looking that way because the technology at the moment, I mean, lab-grown meat is already, it's already available in some countries. It's not like massively available right now, but the technology has already been developed. It's just about scale now. So getting it cheaper. Uh, there's, I think there's one restaurant in Singapore and one in uh, Israel, which actually currently legally are allowed to sell lab-grown chicken nuggets and things like that. So uh, that's definitely the future. Lab-grown meat is basically just grown in a Petri dish using cells of an actual host animal. So it's identical from the real thing. And um, I definitely think lab-grown meat is something to be celebrated. I don't think it's for vegans necessarily because um, we don't really like want that. But for meat eaters, it's, it's an identical product that uses 99% less water, land, and resources. So it's kind of a no-brainer, and you don't have to kill any animals in the process. So right. So you just put, like, cells inside of a Petri dish, and then from that point, it's, like, it's kind of a 3D version of it? Exactly. And um, there's a quite a few different names for it. Some people call it lab-grown meat, but that kind of paints it into, like, a weird science experiment picture. Yeah, it sounds I think weird. The, new, the new term that a lot of people are going with is just cellular agriculture, um, or even fermentate, precision fermentation. Um, Because that's what it is. It's basically just um, yeah, growing it in a specific way um, that the cells grow into a muscle tissue, and then from there you can pretty much make it into anything like a chicken nugget or a chicken breast or uh, a steak. There's even a 3D printed steak, which is um, a thing now, which is basically. I think I maybe I maybe saw that on your Instagram page. I think probably yeah. That's amazing. So Giuseppe, you mentioned your vegan friends and like you guys going out to vegan restaurants having vegan meals. To be honest, man, I am. I'm probably one of the strictest vegans I know. I don't, I don't have that many friends in general, but like if I have any fully vegan friends, I mean, they're not really around that much. Like a lot of my friends still will eat eggs. Maybe they'll have like the 
cow milk in coffee do you have how do you like convince your friends to go vegan you know i don't want to be that annoying guy who's like oh you probably shouldn't eat that probably shouldn't do that but like how did you surround yourself with like a vegan based uh friend group that's a good question i basically ditched them all and made new vegan friends (laughs) (laughs) no um dude man so i mean to be honest like the i've always said and i've always figured out and what people agree with this that the closest people in your life are some of the people that are hardest to convert into to being a vegan because they aren't afraid to be defensive they aren't afraid to have an argument with you um so a lot of people really do struggle with like converting their families or i don't really even like to use the word convert because it sounds like a religion i i prefer to use like yeah. inspire or like, like you dunk them um, in water and then they're good. yeah 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 so like a, a lot of people struggle to inspire their family or their close friends um, to adopt the plant-based diet just because the, um, they just don't want to hear it. They're just like, get lost. Um, luckily for me, my family, are all, are, we're on board. Um, I live with my parents and my sister and we're all plant-based. So that's awesome. It can be really difficult uh, if, if it's not. However, with, with my close friends, so I've got um, quite a few different friendship groups. I've got like my vegan friends. I've got my high school friends that aren't vegan. I've got my like friends from the city I grew up in and then friends in like say I work like in London. And um my i've noticed that with my high school friends uh I've, I've been close with in my hometown none of them are really fully vegan except maybe one or two um and i've never really tried to convert them I, originally i had maybe a few arguments with them when i first went vegan um but i've noticed now like three four five years later that they're, they're interested they want to try the foods they they like my posts they like my recipes they want to go out for vegan food so I've, i always think leading by example and just um letting them find their own way and if they ever do ask then be that person to to help. But I would never like to say, oh yeah, I think you need to go vegan because people need to find their own feet and everyone's on their own journey. So um, that is the way to go. However, having saying having said that, we are in like a climate emergency and what happen what happens to animals is terrible. And obviously people don't realize the risks of their health and the pandemic. So it is something that needs to happen sooner rather than later. But with with people and psychology, it's it's very difficult to to speed those things up. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Like, I don't know if I saw it on your page or like another um, vegan kind of sort of page that um, I've seen, but like, just like in, for example, like this past weekend, there was a huge flood in Louisiana. Like people don't think about these factory farms. And when there's like six feet of water, like you're not going to go and save the two million chickens that are in like the shed or like the 800 cows that like a guy has on his farmland, you know, like there's really nowhere to put them. So like, just seeing these images, it's frightening. And um, it, it's like, a, it's a really crazy thing. Like when you put these images in front of meat eaters, they don't fully understand. And then like, you'll see dogs being eaten in other countries and then that'll trigger somebody. Or like, you see like a cute animal being eaten in, an, in another country and people are just like triggered in certain ways. You know what I mean? But like, have you had anybody, um, this is something that I hear a lot. Have you had anybody bring the argument to you where you're like well we've been eating meat for thousands of years as a society like why would I stop eating chicken yeah I mean I had that pretty much my whole first year of being a vegan um because I was at uni at the time I made a lot of friends with like local vegan activists and I used to like go into town which isn't really something I, I would do now but um that first year I definitely got really stuck in with vegan activism and talking to people in the streets um, and it really helped me though to to come up with like the perfect or not the perfect, but just to be able to be able to answer these like pretty dumb questions um, to answer the specific question of like we've been eating animals for thousands of years, for example, like 
Um, of course, we have been eating animals. A lot, a lot of the time when we have eaten animal products in the past, it has been a lot less frequent than we have today, maybe once totally. or twice a week. Yeah, we're not um, like killing a chicken every day for lunch. Exactly. And um, so that's obviously the health aspect. It was way less. Um, it was very few and far between. And also, like biologically, our, our DNA and our, our, the way our bodies are made are, are closest to a herbivorous animal. So people say we have these canines, but you should, like, our DNA is closest to um, uh, a chimpanzee, which is like 99% vegan. And our colons are really short, to, um, are really long, sorry, to be designed to have lots of fruit and vegetables compared to a really short colon and a lion because of the meat. And that's why meat rots in our, our um, intestines and like causes cancerous toxins. It's totally. It's if, you like, if you, if you, I mean, if you really think about it, you don't want just like dead stuff like hanging out in your butt, you know, for freaking exactly. Time. Yeah, it's, it's it's crazy. So, um, okay, one of the easier things that you'd recommend to somebody listening in who's thinking about trying to, you know, switch the meat out a vegan meal i mean we can look at your page and check out like a number of these things that you're putting together a number of these delicious looking ingredients put together but like what do you think something that's easy i myself i talk about on the podcast all the time about how no joke i'll just like crack open a can of beans crack open some chickpeas wash it put hot sauce on it and i'm good for lunch but like somebody who would want to get into veganism and like have an actually like delicious tasting meal that's easy what would you say yeah so um i would definitely say um one of my creamy pasta dishes so i've got quite a few on my page um shout out your page by the way giuseppe so my page is it's kind of boring the name because it's just my name giuseppe federici one um but uh and maybe if you put in the show notes people will be able to find it absolutely we'll put it we'll put it right here hard to spell isn't it (laughs) yeah so um, what was it? Oh, yeah. So my, my one of my easiest recipes, go-to recipes that I love to make, um, pretty much once a week, is any creamy pasta dish with um, this special sauce. It's so so easy to make. It's just it's basically soaked cashews. So any good like plant-based creamy sauce starts with soaked cashews, and which are obviously really easy to make. I soak them in hot water for about ten or fifteen minutes just to get them a bit soft, and then I drain the water and blend them with some plant-based milk. And even just those two ingredients is a great creamy creamy dish. But what I like to do to add a bit of extra protein is to put in a block of silken tofu. And then you can also have a bit of fun and add some extra seasonings like nutritional yeast to make it like a cheesy flavor or some garlic to give it like an Alfredo sort of sauce. And honestly, that that goes with anything and you can add it to like, you can add it to just fresh pasta on its own and it's an ice creamy pasta dish. Or you can add it with some like mushrooms and like vegan bacon and vegan chicken and you've got like a really nice carbonara um or you can just have like veggies like broccoli and it's honestly it's a really easy healthy high protein um dish so yeah creamy cashew pasta whatever you want to call it is is definitely the go-to don't mean to put you on the spot here but what is your favorite cheese this is something that like a lot of people trying to convert from like having those craft singles on their burgers to like having a new cheese but there's so many cheeses it really is hard to kind of figure out which one you like do you have a certain brand that people should check out yeah that's true so obviously i know the brands differ between the us and um the uk i know when i was i lived in canada for a little while i had dia which is quite a good one i don't know if you, that's you've the, that's that. it's like d-a-i-y-a so yeah okay yeah um i don't know if i'm pronouncing it correctly but that's a good one in the us and then a good one in the uk is called a vio life um so it's available on pretty much all the big like Sainsbury's Tesco and it's just really they do a mozzarella 
um, and it's really good. It melts quite quite easily on on like pizza and stuff. So via live in the UK or Daya in the US. So I spoke about earlier, you know, like the ads that you'll see on UK. I mean, like I'm seeing them a lot on Instagram, but like, are you seeing a lot of anti meat eating ads like on the street, just walking around? You know, like billboards and stuff like that, or is that like um, is that kind of slowly coming to coming into play? Yeah, so um, I do. I mean, with with Planet News, we do a bit of work with like uh, vegan organisations, and occasionally they'll they'll have um, like billboards like to to go against these. Um, but yeah, you're right. There are a lot of like anti-vegan um, ads that do pop up uh, generally around times when the, the industries are just scared. Like um, there was one on the TV around Christmas time that. Uh, Tesco, which was promoting their um, their plant based range, uh, and the little girl said, oh, "Daddy, I don't want to eat animals anymore." Um, and it basically got loads of complaints from the NFU, which is the National Farmers Union in the UK. National, um, she, fuck you. Yeah, because because she said animals, um, and so they basically they 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 protested and they got it to be changed to, "Daddy, I don't want to eat meat anymore." Um, which is just crazy. Um, so, but it was great because that advert got so much attention um, in the media because of that stupid complaint. So, um, and the, the meat industry was scared because they wanted to hide the fact that even though it's like not well known apparently um, that the meat is animals. So I saw, I'd say like two of the inspirational documentaries for me was probably like What the Health initially, which kind of like, you know, turned my stomach a little bit in terms of like, okay, what is going into your body is decaying and really not making you healthy. Because when you eat shit that's dead, you're going to feel like you're dead. So if you eat stuff that's alive, plants, fruits, vegetables, whatever, you're going to feel more alive. I saw, exactly. ga- I saw Game Changers. You ever see that documentary? Yes, love that film. That was one of the crazier documentary. I forget the athlete that was in it, but he did the rope swinging for like well, an Hamilton. hour. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's um, the producer, um, James Wilkes. Okay, exactly. So- would you recommend watching either of these two documentaries to kind of change your mind? What do you think people who are yeah, eating, absolutely. who need like a little extra poke in the side need to do to switch over? Yeah. So uh, my top documentaries, um, not in any, any particular order, are Forks Over Knives. That's a great one. I'm pretty For, sure you can Forks and Knives? Forks Over Knives. Okay. Um, so that's a really, really great one. It's, um, it's kind of like a metaphor for like forks, like having your plate over like violence. Um, but it's all about nutrition, similar to what the health, but all about um, healthy whole food diets and how it reverses disease. Um, and then fat, sick and nearly dead is also a great one um, with an Australian guy called Joe Cross. He reversed like tons of his health problems of a plant-based diet. Uh, and then obviously what the health, uh, Cowspiracy is also a great one. Um, the game changers. And then there's also earthlings, um, which is obviously about like animal agriculture and what happens behind slaughterhouses. And then there's actually a UK version, which is really great by um, Earthling Ed called Land of Hope and Glory. Oh, uh, that's lo- free to watch on YouTube. Earth- I love Earthling Ed, man. The guy oh, yeah, he's a legend. Right here, right down He's basically shoulders. vegan Jesus, right? Yeah, literally, man. It's so funny. Like, he also goes through so much shit. Like, people are always yelling at him. Like, he's the guy, Earthling Ed, we're referring to. He's the guy who'll go on the street and be like, eating animals are bad. Like, convince me otherwise. He's basically like an advocate yeah. for that, right? Yeah, I love those sorts of videos where he's basically just like absolutely like shutting down people with their terrible arguments. Yeah. So would you say that in terms of keeping your body the healthiest, obviously, you know, working out as you do and us vegans, I'd say do work out for the most part. Like, you know, you'll see vegans who are overweight, but maybe they're not eating the healthiest. Would you say that going vegan 
and intermittent fasting are some of the best things that you could do in terms of like health for your body and also like health for the planet, right? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I'd say definitely um, as much eating as much whole food, plant foods as you can is definitely the best thing you can do for your body. Uh, I would start off cutting out dairy because it's probably the one of the worst and one of the most unnecessary for our health. Um, but yeah, lots of whole foods and whole plant foods. Um, intermittent fasting, probably less so depending on if you really want to, um, it can work for a lot of people to lose weight um, and, and gain muscle as well. But um, I wouldn't say it's a vital thing. It's just a small tool that, um, that can help. But definitely a lot more plants. My diet is probably 80% whole food plant-based and then 20% I just like to um, use for like the junk foods and the vegan things like that because obviously there's so many great options out there and I don't want to limit myself. So I do enjoy the, uh, the vegan junk foods every now and again. In fact, I probably eat more junk food since I've been vegan than not than beforehand just because I love to try all the, the, the new vegan like, options. Like There's just so many. I feel the same way too. Like in New York, it looks like on Uber Eats or Seamless on the little app, like you can really find a ton of new places that are popping up and like they're doing well, you know, like New York, I don't know how it's been in the UK, but like New York in the past 18 months, like it really just like demolished so many businesses just because like people weren't able to go out. And then maybe if you were watching like kind of the underground news and such, like you'd see that, oh, maybe killing these animals caused the pandemics and the coronavirus started in the wet markets in China. So like when you talk about um, just like plant-based foods in general, you feel like it's going to get easier for us to find it as a community? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's only going to get easier as more and more people adopt a plant-based diet. Um, I think I read somewhere that's something like to for a movement to really like kick off and like grow exponentially, it has to be around like 10% of the population. Uh, and currently in the UK, it's something that's sitting around like six or seven. So I, I say as soon as it hits that 10%, it's, it's going to skyrocket even more than it ever has. And every single year, um, the, the, the movement just grows exponentially. And every single year, more products come out and more restaurants release more um, offerings. So it's, it's only, it's only going to get bigger and better. The, the question is just how, how soon can we reach that tipping point of where it's, it's most people are vegan and most people are vegetarian rather than Uh, the minority so getting more people aware man what do you think's next for you giuseppe in terms of like just i it's it's it seems like it's difficult to convince people you know people are set in their ways but what do you think is next for you in terms of convincing the world that eating plants is the way to go so um similar to what i've pretty much done always which is just um with food so um showing people how easy and delicious and healthy um plant-based foods can be and how you don't have to sacrifice anything like you can literally make any dish that you want um a plant-based version so um basically just education education and find people where they're at because every person is going to have a different um like interest point so some people might be um they might care more about the planet so uh, go down that route and other people might care more about their health because their their nan has heart heart disease or something like that in their family so find people where they're at and educate them. And the, the good thing is, is like with the plant-based movement is we have the truth on our side. We have the, we have everything we need. It's just about um, getting the information into people because it is the best diet for our health, our planet and animals and the pandemic risk. And just to, to, to basically ensure the future of our planet, because 
for example, if everyone ate the same diet as Americans, we'd need like five planets. Dude, so I, I read know. that stuff the other day and I was like, you guys keep posting that shitting on us over in the UK. Giuseppe, man, thank you so much for joining me today on the Ted Jones World Podcast. I want to leave the floor to you to try and convince these people who are listening, who are still eating meat to convert to veganism. What are you going to say, man? I would just say oh, it's probably going to be a bit boring, but just eat as much plants as you can and um, yeah, get rid of the animal products and you're good to go. Giuseppe, thank you so much, man. Plant-based news. If you guys don't follow the Instagram or also I will put Giuseppe's Instagram here on the YouTube channel and the Instagram bio. Giuseppe, thank you so much, man. Enjoy that delicious dinner tonight. Sounds good. Thank you, man. Honestly, it's so great to chat to you and I'll definitely um, chat like link with you when I'm in New York. I can't wait. Dude. We're going to have a freaking great time, man. Thanks so much for doing this. I'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Take care, man.